Welcome to Child Care Conversations with Kate and Carrie. So today we're going to talk about, well, let's just talk, right? Talk about gossip. So Carrie, you and I both have stories and they go back to our days. Well, to me, I remember middle school. You remember four-year-olds being a four-year-old. But that whole, you know, I want to talk about the other people in the classroom. And sometimes it's not necessarily because we think something bad about them. But if they're not part of the conversation, that's just plain gossip. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it has to do with the way that an all-female social structure works, which is all-female social structure, an all-female social structure, not all of the female social structures. (laughs) But if a structure has all females in it, um, the way that you move up in the hierarchy is who knows the most stuff. And an easy way to know more stuff is to gossip. Um, Another way is, I don't know, to learn more, go to more workshops, become an expert in your field. And that's another way that women, you know, ascend the um, social structure. But gossiping is easier um, than mastering a new skill or new content area. Okay. I, but how, you know, childcare has lots of women. What do you want me to do? Go get some guys? Yeah, go get some guys. Um, apparently, the statistics say that 92% of the people working in childcare are female. That is a problem. We need to go out and hire and recruit more guys. Yes, guys gossip too, but they gossip about different things. <laughs> and unless you hire an entire staff of guys, they're, you know, we're not going to have as much of an issue. We don't have, you know, if there's some guys and some girls, we just have less gossip. So this is an easy thing in my head. And I hear from a lot of people, oh, it's so hard to get guys to apply. That's a whole other podcast. We can do that podcast later. If you don't know how to get guys to apply to work at your school, then that's a you problem, not a guy problem right? That is, that is not their problem. That's your problem. All right. I wrote that down. So we'll do that one another week. Okay. (laughs) So I like to think about gossip. Um, If I'm talking to a director, one of the things that I often talk about, it's not so much, even if they remember what it was like to be a middle school girl, but if you have a niece or you have um, a childhood or a friend who has a child who is roughly middle school age, who starts to talk to you about how their friends are doing things and not including them. Most women that I have shared this theory with immediately have solutions. But a lot of times we don't remember those for ourselves and we definitely don't associate that with adult workplace gossip. Yeah. And it's the same, it's the same thing. It's a learned behavior. We did it in middle school and we're doing it again because it's a small work environment and we, we want to be the cool kid. We want to be the one who everybody else goes to. We want to be the one in the know. Um, And an easy way to feel better about yourself and more like you're the 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 top banana or the queen bee is to exclude other people and then they're obviously not as cool as you are so 
there's another age group that does this and I know you talk about it and it, it it's not really so much gossiping but they try to move up the the ladder with different types of communication how would we manage if it's more of that approach the tattling approach right the four-year-olds um so four-year-olds are trying to figure out if the world is fair or not and again just because we theoretically did the work when we were younger when we're middle schoolers or when we're four-year-olds doesn't mean we don't revisit some of those issues and you might get staff who are tattling to lead staff or senior staff or the administrative team about so-and-so did this and so-and-so did that um, instead, just like a four-year-old tattling instead of say, instead of talking to the person who they have the issue with and saying, hey, it's not cool that you stole all the pink construction paper. Your class is not the only class that needs construction paper. I need some of that back. Instead, they go to management and complain that there's no pink construction paper because so-and-so took all of it. Um, so how do you handle that, Kate, when, when you've got staff who are tattling on each other? Oh, you want me to answer that question? <laughs> <laughs> so I think the first thing to do when you start to notice that is really like nip it in the bud by getting folks together. Um, I always like the generic staff meeting because to me, generic staff meetings are just that they're, they're somewhat generic. It's a way to teach a skill without singling out a single person. Sometimes people don't realize that you're trying to teach them that skill because they don't even realize it's a problem. And in that case, it is a, hey, come in my office. Let's have a chat and kind of share the share what you're seeing. Are you as just a director from an outsider? Are you just bringing in the tabler? Well, it just kind of depends on maybe where the issue starts. You know, it depends on what I know. You know, did they come to me? Did they go to somebody else? What was the issue? Because um, if they came to just straight to me, then I might literally go, hey, and usually my response would be at that moment would probably be more along the lines of, I'm, have you already discussed this with Jane? If Jane is who they have a problem with. And if the answer is no, then it might be depending on the age of the person who I'm talking to and how long they've been just in the work environment. If they're pretty young, then it might be, okay, so do you know how to talk to Jane? Because if I'm working with a 19 to 22 year old who maybe had had, you know, one or two other jobs and they were fast food kind of jobs or they were in college, they may not have the experience to actually have a really a grown up conversation. And this is where I get to do some teaching and then encourage them to go out. Um, if you've ever listened to our monkey talk, I'm going to teach the monkey. I'm going to feed the monkey, but then they're going to go out and take care of the monkey. But I yeah. am going to schedule a check-in so that they can come back and tell me how that went. If I've got two staff who've been on staff for a long time and they just can't seem to get past it, that is a whole other scenario. And I know you've had that a lot. You've had staff who've been related by <laughs> marriage and that creates a whole other world of chaos. Right. Well, but see, the way you approach it is different than the way I approach it when I've got staff who are tattling on each other. I bring them both in and I literally do it like I'm helping four-year-olds learn how to communicate about something that they think 
um, is not fair. So I have the tattler explain what they think happened in front of the person they're tattling on. And I said, don't tell me, tell them. <laughs> and then they say it. And then I have the person who was tattled on um, repeat back. So what did you hear Susan say, Jane? You know, Jane, what did you hear Susan say? And Jane repeats back what they heard Susan say, but frequently they can't because they're too busy defending themselves. And so they're like, she said, I did this, but it's not what I did, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, we're not at that point yet. I need you to repeat back what Susan said. I want to make sure you guys are communicating clearly. I want to make sure you're hearing each other and understanding. So we have to do that a, a little bit. And then, then we say, okay, so Jane, what is it that happened from your perspective? And you're going to say what happened from your perspective. We're not defending things right now. We're not getting defensive. I just want you to say what you did. And Susan's going to have to repeat it back to you the same way you did with her. <laughs> and then once both of them understand what happened from the other person's perspective, then we figure out what can we agree on that actually happened. Because <laughs> what we can agree on is the pink construction paper was in Jane's closet. <laughs> How it got there, whether there was malicious intent, we're probably not going to agree on. So we can agree <laughs> that the construction paper is in Jane's closet or cupboard. And then we go, okay, so how do we move forward so that everyone has access to the construction paper? What is our action item so that we're not dealing with the blame? We're dealing on how do we fix the problem? So that's more what I do. Um, Kate's approach with having a staff meeting is, I'm sure in part, I don't want to deal with this with 12 different staff couples. <laughs> I just want to deal with it once and get it over with where I'm like, I want to get these two people working together. So there's advantages to both of these approaches. And I don't think one is inherently better or worse. They're just different. Exactly. Well, and not all, not all scenarios are going to be the same as well. Right. So you know, a staff meeting or even training a beginning staff person, those work really well in certain scenarios. If they happen to work together, um, if they're, you know, if they're co-teachers or a, a lead teacher and an assistant teacher, then that's a whole different set of dynamics. One of the ones that, Kara, I'd love to get your input on that I find really hard to give advice on, because usually by the time they get to me, it's pretty well blown up. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking that maybe your staff are kind of here, hopefully Carrie will give you a nugget or two you can take away, which is you have staff who all really like each other or all know each other or a large percentage of them do to the point where they are social outside of work. Now, Obviously, we really hope that your your staff handbook has something in there about, you know, I don't know, wearing, you know, school identification when you're out after work. But if you've got a staff of 11 people and you have somebody who's having a birthday party and they invite nine of the 11 people, there's going to be hurt feelings. There's going to be gossip. There's going to be those kinds of things, which as adults, it's not your job to tell everybody you must invite everybody to your birthday party if you're going to invite anybody from work, right? Like that's something that, you know, teachers do and parents do from a school setting. 
Yeah. And it's more like the kindergarten through second grade. And hopefully you don't have anybody working for you. Who's eight years old. <laughs> Developmentally. It, it may feel like that. So Carrie, what is a way to, if you start to see this happening, in other words, you've got maybe a couple of staff who are related or know each other and somebody else brings on another friend and then somebody else, you know, starts to really be friends with somebody. So all of a sudden you have an informal, even a formal click kind of happening. And then they go and do things. At what point in time is it best to stop that? How do you address it? What might be some suggestions you have to those directors? Because by the time folks usually come to me, it's become a real deal. And you have two people who are really feeling like they don't fit who end up quitting. Yeah. So I'm looking at this as a, how do we prevent people from quitting because they feel left out and understanding that there's just a whole new, that's a whole new generation of thinking. I mean, I think part of it is if you see that you've got staff who are socializing outside of work and that it seems to be a dynamic where, you know, Jamala is constantly being left out, you know, it's happened three times at this point that Jamala hasn't been invited then I might pull Jamala aside and say, hey, Jamala, um, I know that you really get along with XYZ person. Uh, so we're going to, Jamala gets along really well with, with Tommy um, and say, um, I found this thing that I think is a Tommy thing. Maybe you and Tommy could go do it. <laughs> so I would go to the person who's being left out and start suggesting some things that they could instant instigate with one or more of the other of the colleagues. I would also make work teams. Um, and I do this as early as I possibly can. And that the work team includes some people who are in the click and some people who aren't in the click. And so it's manufacturing another click. So you're manufacturing the toddler team or um, maybe it's the, the people who are in charge of your parent communication app. And so all of the typers or whatever you, I don't know what you would call the people who in each classroom are responsible for making sure that stuff gets out on the parent communication app every day. But that group is a group and the preschool team is a group and the people who like to come up with ridiculous art projects are a group. So you end up having these manufactured clicks around similar work duties or similar interests because the ridiculous art projects, that's an interest, not a work assignment. <laughs> the, the Pinterest pals, we can call them the Pinterest pals, right? I love Pinterest pals. I think it's also great for those people who obviously seem to be planning a lot of the get togethers. I mean, that would be a great opportunity to have if you notice there's one staff person who's doing all the inviting, but not inviting everybody, putting that person in charge of staff training, uh, even, um, you know, the, the twice a year parent events, you know, those kinds of functions where as part of their day job is also now planning some functions with, again, kind of like you said, the people who weren't part of um, those because maybe they just don't know each other. So Ab, before we wrap up this, the one thing that is obviously going to be different in all of these clicks are some of the basics, right? What are the ages of the folks? Because you're going to have people in different generations, maybe click or not click. 
And then you've got the, the whole family makeup, right? So if you've got um, a bunch of staff who are single or have very, very young kids and they're all getting together for play dates and you're an empty nester or a grandma or you don't have those, then obviously you've kind of selected yourself out. Um, and so, you know, just remember that as a director, you know that there's going to be some things that might require some help. And really, my solution for that is get more staff. <laughs> Um, you know, get more part-time staff, um, grow your program, make them busy so that during the day, they don't have time to sit here and try to plan things. Yep. <laughs> and the one other thing we haven't really talked about is when they're just sniping at each other uh, with gossip and where they're saying something like, well, you know, if you could keep a man... <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. And when that actively negative gossip happens, it is your job as the director to s jump on it like a duck on a June bug. You just jump right on it and you're like, uh-uh, not happening, not appropriate. We're not going to have this at our program. You guys are all a team. And if you're doing this, you're not a successful member of the team. So I think we, we needed to actually say that part. Because yes. we were yes. talking about the more innocent types of gossip. We weren't talking about the malicious type of gossip. And when it's the malicious type of gossip, just be a duck. Just be a duck. Just be a duck. Yeah. I mean, all of the gossips can flip easily into um, that malicious Again, even without malicious intent, uh, because if you are sitting around talking and you have, you know, then take long for something to go from positive to negative if that person's not at the table. And it can be why that person isn't there. Yeah. So, so now we've got absolutely. tigers and monkeys in our program and now we got ducks. Yep. Got, <laughs> got to have your ducks. So we are so glad that you guys have joined us for um today's episode regarding apparently ducks and June bugs. Um, but really what we want you to do is to think about gossip prevention and gossip amongst your staff. If you have topics that you want to hear us talk about in future weeks, or even guests that you would like to recommend for us to interview or to have conversations with, definitely shoot Kate an email at kate at texasdirector.org. Right now she's taking the lead on keeping track of our topics <laughs> uh, for upcoming episodes. And please take a moment to go to your favorite podcasting app and write a review and tell other people about our podcast. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Child Care Conversations with Kate and Carrie. Want to learn more? Check out our website at texasdirector.org. And if you've learned anything today, leave us a comment below and share the show.